Welcome to the Plus Six Podcast. My name is Pete. I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. Joining me on episode five as co-host is the man known on Twitter as JeppyDT. Welcome to the show, Jep. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me. I wouldn't call me a co-host. I reckon I, um, I'm a special guest or, or just um, side comments. This is your show, mate, and I'm just invited to the party. Yeah, very much part of the show, Jep. Uh, how is your progress uh, building your Real 1 team going? Yeah, pretty fun. It's um, it's getting interesting, isn't it? We're we're getting some releases on price, and we know what we're doing now. So, it's um, you know, at this time of year, when I'm personally relaxing, um, taking time off work and all the rest of it, uh, and of course, one of my favourite hobbies is AFL fantasy. So yeah, it's 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 building. It's it's already been you know, you play in trial and error and see especially with gauging how the rooks go, which we'll get into in our next lot of teams. It's um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, this is episode two in a three-podcast series on the 2019 AFL Draft at the end of December we are recording. Obviously, over the next couple of months, once news or injuries start to impact, adjustments need to be made. Jeff and I will go through six teams each in each podcast. Our initial thoughts from the draft. I will provide some background on each team and key draft prospects, while Jeppa will start to focus in on players from the draft that may have an impact at round one. At times, we will have differing opinions, but that's what we want to bring to this podcast. Uh, we'll kick off with Geelong. Last last season, they had five debuts. Uh, four of those debuts actually came in round one. Uh, Coach Chris Scott had no issues sending out four players on debut at round one, as I've just mentioned. He mostly has no fear putting out rookies to play where spots are available within the Geelong team structure. Uh, Cooper Stevens was taken at pick 16. He missed most of 2019 due to a broken leg. He won't be undersized as an inside midfielder when given his opportunity, but he may take a while. Number 19, pick number 19, Sam DeConning. He's a tall key defender with very good hands. He may have to wait for an opportunity at AFL level. Uh, what are your thoughts on Geelong, Jep? Yeah, look, with their experience um, and how they sort of line up on paper, it's it's hard to see a 2019 rook getting in, um, especially early rounds. You know, later on in the season, as injuries and, and suspensions happen and whatever else, um, there'll be there'll be a few debutants, I should say. Um, but I'm I'm focused purely on the early part of the season mm-hmm. uh, with these podcasts, and yeah, it's it's slim pickings at the moment. Um, and probably slim picking for the whole 12 months, to be fair. They've got a pretty deep list, Geelong, um, already. And um, I expect a few of those fringe guys to to get more development. Fogarty comes to mind. Um, even you know, young Clark, who was prominent for us this 2019 season. So, um, yeah, it's Geelong's an interesting one. And they probably haven't produced too many rooks Um Myers, Myers and Clark last year, but other than that, not too many rooks in the past few years. Mm-hmm. On to the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, they had five debuts last last season. Uh, the Suns were forced to rebuild, and a stack of high-end draft talent was introduced last year. 2020 will be no different. Uh, taking a pick one, Matthew Rowe. Inside midfielder winning plenty of his own ball, excellent disposal efficiency, and vision to create play. What are your thoughts on Matt Rowe? Yeah, a bull in and under. Exactly what they need, hey? Um, some support for Swallow and Took Miller. They um, they really need some help there. And he's going to be a first-year player. He's going to be playing round one, um, pending fitness. And, um, 
yeah, uh, are we going to pull out 270k for him like we did for Walsh last year? Uh, Pete, I'm, I'm probably on the fence on this one, to be fair, and it will play out depending on availability of rooks, but um, nowhere near the calibre of Walsh in terms of fantasy scoring. Um, he, he probably averaged between... Oh, you know, mid seventies, I would suspect. Um, he's not going to have the support around him. He's not going to have Patrick Cripps feeding the ball um, <laughs> out of the bottom of the packs pretty, pretty continually. So, um, yeah, oh, some sort of on the fence on this one at the moment. I don't have him in my starting team, but I'm probably optimistic of the availability of other books. The um, there's no doubt Rail is AFL ready. Um, a lot of people will click on Rail uh, at round one and a fair amount of ownership will be on him, basically thinking uh, he's going to produce what Walsh did last year. Now, he may do so, he may not. But with high ownership, Jep, is this a player that we may want to fade early in this season uh, based on pure ownership? Yeah, and that comes into it, doesn't it? Like mm. it's, um, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. He's going to be a popular pick. Um it's just totally dependent, mate, on what's what's around in terms of rookies and, and lower price players at the time. Um, I'm, I can't speculate at this stage. It's too early. Um, but, yeah, I don't mind going against the norm, as you know. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll wait and see. I'm high on rail, but with a high projected ownership, I suspect that that may become a decision late in the preseason for myself. Uh, moving, on, moving on to pick two at Noah Anderson. Uh, that is Matt Matt Rao's running mate, uh, somewhat light framed, but that is offset offset by his running capabilities. He will fly in plenty of the ball, likely out in the wing for the Suns. Jep. Yeah, again, he's he's going to get plenty of um, playing time, um, and deservedly so, given the quality of kid he is. Um, so yeah, outside player, more protected, probably on the wing, um, and yeah, I'm I'm expecting Anderson again to line up round one, pretty pretty comfortably. Imagine, imagine not going with Rail, just as a thought here, and taking Anderson instead. Yeah, look, for me, Anderson's like, I'm just looking, being the person I am, I, I look at stats pretty heavily. Anderson's tackle numbers aren't the worst, but they aren't the best either. Mm-hmm. Now, when they're not the, the best at, at junior footy level, under 18 level, it's a big jump, as you know, tackling a 70-kilo kid versus, you know, a 95-kilo midfielder Patrick Cripps whoever so it's um it's a big jump I think Anderson will struggle with the with the tackle stat line <clears throat> and I also Suns aren't gonna uh, he's not gonna have the support around him and and the easy ball as a as wingmans do get um a lot and the plus sixes as dare I mention it um so given his price tag yeah you could be different and go Anderson instead of Rao but I think they're both in a similar sort of groups where the pricing, their price outweighs their, you know, their score, but their job security is higher than anyone else. So you're effectively playing for job security. I just wouldn't expect too big a scores. And so like Rouse, again, mid-70s, I'd say Anderson would be higher 60s at best, honestly. Like, And that's a lot to pay for a 270 grand player. Is there... Instead, a hundred seventy thousand dollar midfielder available that average around the same. Um, he's hoping. So again, we'll see. We'll see what how what the availability is like. But at the moment, I don't have 
Um, I'm not too keen on Anderson, I should say. Uh, two things on Anderson. Uh, he'll be priced at about 36 points per game to kick off round one. Uh, additionally, talking about Matthew Rail and Noah Anderson, it, it was amazing in the under-18 championships how much they were waxing together. It was Rail to Anderson, Anderson to Rail. It was a dynamic duo. So that might be something to consider uh, as we get late into pre-season. Uh, moving on to pick 11, Sam Flanders. He can play as an inside midfielder or a small forward. He finds plenty of his own ball and makes good decisions. He also could be used in a shutdown type role. Uh, for me, I'm actually high on Sam Flanders. Um, I believe he could be playing round one. Um, he did fall to pick 11. He was touted as a mid, mid um, potentially a top five pick. Um, he's, one, he's one player that could potentially debut round one, and he's one player that I will be high on. At pick 27, uh, Jeremy Sharp, he's a tall half-back type. Good marking player with an elite kick. Uh, moving down to, to the rookie draft, Malcolm Roses. He's a small forward type that can impact the scoreboard. Likely he will have to wait, his opportun- wait for an opportunity at the Suns. Uh, moving down to the Giants, uh, they had six taboos last year. Injuries forced the Giants last year to tap into their depth. A healthy playing list may result in fewer opportunities in 2020 and games for some talented players. At pick four, Lockie Ash, he has massive speed coming off halfback and deep defence. He will have huge metres gain numbers. Um, at pick 10, Tom Green, he needs developing to be at AFL standard. Based on the midfield depth at the Giants, an opportunity may be a while off. What are your thoughts on the Giants, Jep? I think it's pretty common. We've we've had a deja vu with the Giants over the last couple of seasons. They... They put their top draft picks in cotton, well, not cotton wool, in development phase early on, and then if opportunity presents, they come in. But, you know, they, they've got Caldwell, Hatley, and O'Halloran. I think he's like, his name is pronounced. But um, those three youngsters, they're dynamite midfielders. Mm. Um, and they're just waiting in the wings at the Giants. So the likes of um, Green and, and Ash getting a go is, uh, yeah, they, I think the Giants are putting them in the bank for, for later years. Agreed. Uh, moving on to the Hawks. Uh, the Hawks had three debuts last year. Uh, the Hawks have replenished their playing list via multiple options other than the AFL draft in recent years. This may limit opportunities again in 2020 for rookies. At pick 13, Will Day, a tall halfback type that needs time to develop. He may not impact uh, for a while. At pick 29, Finn McGuinness, he's very comfortable working through traffic as an inside midfielder and has a high rate of clearances. Um, I'll be high on Finn McGuinness if his name's round one, Jeb. What are your thoughts? Yeah, me too, mate. I, I rate Finn. I think he's he's going to have a go at some point this year. He's hoping it's for round one. Um, it's looking at the balance of the Hawthorne team. They yeah, inside mid to Mick, uh, Titch, who's coming back from injury. Uh, we've got Shields and Amira. Um, there's not to say that McGuinness can't fit alongside them. Typically, first-year midfielders don't play true in and under. Um, so I would suspect he, he would get a role, um, but it just presents probably to injury. And um, Looking at, at Hawthorne on paper, he's probably just missing out. Um, he's on the cusp of the fringe players. Uh, for the long-term future of McGuinness, I think they've got a good one in the Hawks there. Yeah, agreed. I, he's, he's another, much like Schoenberg, he's much like the steel, another steel for Hawthorne, even though he's father-son. Uh, he fell. He fell about an extra ten picks, um, from what I can gather in the AFL. Yeah, draft. I'm not sure why that was. Um, yeah, I did read that. Um, 
obviously it'd be lovely to sit in with these recruiters and, and get the way they think. I saw a video the other day of the Melbourne Demons during their live drafting um, the other, last week sometime. Um, it's yeah, I just it, it's interesting where if if it's an unwritten rule with the father son or you know it's, it's keeping teams honest or yeah Hawthorne just got got lucky. I don't, I don't know. I think they got lucky on that pick there because he he's a top twenty pick for sure. Uh, move, moving down to Melbourne, uh, the Demons had seven debuts last year. The Demons were decimated through injuries during the pre-season heading into the 2019 season. This created multiple opportunities for rookies across the season. At pick three, Luke Jackson, he plays the ruck position with the ability to move forward. Likely needs some time to develop, but his future is very bright. He's probably a long-term project. Uh, Pick 12, Cozzy Pickett, Uh, he's a small pressure forward. His numbers won't be high, but the impact on the game will be big at times. He's likely to be given an opportunity early in the season, Jeff. Yeah, I think Pickett can slot in a full pocket role, um, small forward role for Melbourne, looking at where they're at in terms of their list. Um, yeah, Lung, Young Jackson, um, obviously, he'll have his year and in the weight room and um, and in the VFL. So um, I think Pickett provides an option, but uh, given his price and likely scoring um, potential, it's, it's, an, it's an early no for me. Mm-hmm. I agree there. Uh, pick thirty-two, Trent Rivers. Uh, he can run up the he can run up decent disposal numbers across halfback. He's someone that I will look at if he is named at round one. Uh, North Melbourne, uh, moving on to the Kangaroos. Uh, they had four debuts last year. Only one player made his debut after new coach Reece Shaw took over the reins in round eleven. The lack of high end draft talent has been a concern at the Kangaroos Kangaroos in recent years. At pick thirty-one, Charlie Comden. He plays the ruck position. He has excellent hands, but he needs to add size. He's a project player, but I think the Kangaroos have got a pretty good ruck there in the future. Jack Mahoney, uh, he's a hybrid small forward type that has excellent vision and can create. Uh, he can run through the midfield at times. Uh, pick 35, Flynn Perez. Uh, smooth and silky moving half back type. He can kick well on both sides. What are your thoughts on the Kangaroos, Jep? Yeah, it looks like they're, um, they've stopped early, but I agree with what your initial comment was. They haven't had a high draft pick through there for a while. Mm. Um, a while being a couple of years. So um, it's, yeah, I can't see any of those boys being too prominent throughout the year. Uh, again, North Melbourne um, have got their core working well together. It's, you know, big years for Larky, who's a developing tall forward. Um, same with Mason Wood and um, Tyron, is it Tyron? Tyron Thomas, um, mm-hmm. who, who we've We've heard some big raps on. So for the Rooks, yeah, look, those 2019 crop, all mid-30 draft picks. But, um, yeah, I'd, I maybe would like to think probably Perez and, and Mahoney might get a go at the latter part of the year at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we close this podcast, if you'd like a chance of scoring your plus six podcast cap, just retweet any of the podcast links sent out on Twitter. I will give a few away towards the end of preseason. On that note, we'll wrap up this podcast. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys.